Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to Dev Jones Talking Shop with Women in the Biz, episode four. As some of you may know, uh, I just got back from a very long uh, but much needed vacay. <laughs> I was in Tahiti for the past four months. <laughs> I wish I could go back, uh, you know, but I can't. <laughs> uh, back to reality, right? Uh, you know, but uh, my point in mentioning that is that a lot has happened <laughs> since uh, we recorded this episode. iOS, uh, one of the theaters that Debbie, our guest today, has, uh, you know, performed uh, a lot at, has closed. It shut down <laughs> out of nowhere with no notice. And although that that's uh, it's very sad and unfortunate, I think that you're going to still be seeing a lot of today's guests. Her name is Debbie Fry. She is an award-winning improviser. She is so talented, so funny, so fun, so humble. For the amount of talent that she has, you'd expect her to be the biggest bitch in town, but she couldn't be further from it. Uh, I had so much fun with her. I, I did my first improv scene, uh, which uh, uh, which I have on this recording that I'll play at the very end. Let's uh, It's a little bonus track. Uh, so without further ado, Debbie and I met, you know, I came to iOS, you know, uh, came in offset uh, to... Grab my usual club soda with a twist of lime. The last thing I wanted to do, believe me, was sit through an hour of improv. Is that how long the show is? Uh, yeah, my set is half an hour, but it's in an the hour whole, block with another team. From the moment they hit the stage, I didn't stop laughing. You know, it, for me, it flew by so quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you didn't even stop laughing then. I mean, you were cackling in the bar <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Afterwards, I was like, can you believe? I was making phone calls. <laughs> were you yeah. during yeah. our show? No, afterwards. Okay. I said, Jody, you gotta, you gotta come down. You know, so you gotta see this great team of improvisers. Because sometimes we like to throw away the script. You just see... Uh, what the actors have to offer. Uh, so is this for the thing you're working on right now? Who's Jody? <laughs> so I'm so sorry. I'm sorry we didn't. Yeah, no, we, we didn't, didn't really get that. into. You were so excited about the set and asking me so many questions about improv and like how it works <laughs> that we didn't really get into what you do. I'd like to hear more about you. Well, absolutely. Well, let, let me first say we'll definitely circle back to this. I'm a script supervisor. I work uh, work very closely with Jody Foster. Jody Foster, yeah. of course. Yeah. We we met that on the Jody. set of The Accused. Oh, uh, yeah. so we so we go way back, I guess yeah, you could say. Yeah, that is way back. Yeah, it's yeah. way back. She sort of gave me my first big break, you know. Before that, it was just thesis films, AFI grad films. You know, they say you just need one yes. You know, she was my yes. Absolutely. So. And then have you? continued to work with her ever since or? oh yeah yeah she's i mean right now i mean i've shot like over uh four features two uh two commercials oh, a lot of people don't know that what uh, were they for uh, for for arrowhead and for domino's pizza that's great that's great what was the what was the domino's ad that, that was so funny you know I, actually she did improvise she, she kept coming <laughs> she was the mother that was answering the door right as soon as the domino's pizza guy came to the door and he said oh yeah, you have two Hawaiian extra larges and one small personal pan. And then he looks up from his order and he goes, Oh, Jody, Jody Foster. And it cuts to her and she's like, So you recognized me? And that was her big, her big laugh. Okay, so, so the whole, the whole bit was that it was Jody Foster at the door. <laughs> that was the bit. Okay, I love it. I think I think that's great. I'm going to have to YouTube that later because that sounds like 
my favorite. Is it on one of those like <laughs> you know, iSpot.tv type was, websites? It was for a really long time. And then, you know, recently someone called their lawyer <laughs> and uh, it was taken down within probably about a week. That's too bad. It's too so. bad. I think there is uh, some type of a, a YouTube channel in Japan that still has it up. So if you if you do enough Googling, you can come across it. I, I'm not sure I am good enough to hack, hack into Japanese Google, but I <laughs> it sounds fantastic. The, the director wanted Jody to mix it up. He's like, okay, so do something different. He said, surprise the pizza boy, <laughs> you know? And so... Uh-oh. that <laughs> yeah. sounds like a porn, oh, you know? a pizza boy. That's your... Yeah, that's... It's either a, a nurse or a pizza boy, right? Is it? <laughs> in that direction, I guess. Last I, I, last time went. I don't know. I I listen. I don't watch a lot of porn. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Not since the eighties. Yeah. That's fair. Um, is it hard for you as a script supervisor when they just keep telling her to improvise a different um, thing every scene? You know, yes. Uh, yes and no. Uh, yes, because, you know, that's, that's what I do, you know? If someone does 10 takes and they, you know, pick up the salt shaker with their left hand, you know, I'm going to expect that on take 11, you know, that better happen. Uh, however, however, uh, you know, I also have to be flexible. You know, if the director says, you know, if the producer says, you know, we need you to uh, go with something different, you know, then that's my job too. So yes and no. It's sort of an internal struggle. So you guys go way back, all the way to the accused. Yeah, we go all the way back to the accused. Sorry, I've never actually seen the accused. You haven't? No. Oh, you have to come over. I would love to. (laughs) I would love to meet those dogs of yours that you were talking about. I guess you must have listened to episode two to get ready for this episode. I I have listened to all of your your episodes. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of this podcast. I'm happy to be on it. I wasn't quite clear. They're all pugs? They're all pugs, yeah. All of them, okay. Uh, Asha, Miguel, and Elf. <laughs> we call him Elf because he looks like an elf. I, if I had known, I would have brought them over. Do you think your roommates would have been okay with that? Oh, for all of you that don't know, we're in Debbie's, uh, Debbie's, I don't know, would you call it a studio? Um, I'd call it the downstairs of a house. Yeah, yeah so I was, I was like, you know, I would, I would have a roommate, you know, if I... If I had to. Well, I guess I sort of do have a roommate. It's more like a relationship. Oh, <laughs> you know? how's well, that going? You know, to be 100% honest, uh, you know, we've had our we've had our ups and downs uh, very recently. But, you know, we're still together. She's, you know, she's staying up north right now. So her son just graduated from college. I mean, how you know, long just, have you been in this relationship? Like 21 years? Yeah, about uh, 21 years, yeah. Yeah. We met in a little dive bar in Modesto. She just left her husband... Oh, hi. Yeah, and, um, well, she didn't leave him. They were sort of, you know, uh, you know, I'll just say it. You know, she's been public with it. He was really physically abusive. Wow. <laughs> no, it's okay. She wrote a book about it. You know, she gives speeches and seminars. Uh, no way. What yeah, she's a book called? She's a big believer in, you know, taking trauma, you know, taking the power out of it. That's so um, great. That's so great. What's yeah. her book called? book is called, you know, Carol Ain't Opening Up That Door Again. That's a great title. I mean, that's what I said. I said, you know, just keep it simple. And she's like, you know, I'm at that time, like, she would always let him back in, right? And she's like, I'm at a place, like, you know, where I was, say exactly that, you know, be direct. I love that uh, enough time has passed, clearly, and that uh, you and she, I'm sure, can laugh about past trauma. I feel like that's healthy. When we met, though, that night, she had, she just got into a big fight with him. She met me, and she just, you know, that was sort of that, you know? The end. That was the end of that. Wow. She met you and immediately left her husband. Well, you that know. must have been a first night. That must have been quite the <laughs> the encounter. Well, you know, they used to call me. I'm sure you know. 
They used to call me Hurricane Deb. You know, everyone, I'd walk into the room, they'd say, keep your wives and your sisters away. Here comes, here comes Hurricane Deb. And that was like a compliment? Well, yeah. Because you're going to crush I mean, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. Uh, you know, I'm not proud of how I used to be, but I used to be quite the womanizer, you know? Okay. I was also drinking a lot, you know, a lot of pills, a lot of drinking. Did you do uh, improv in college? And how did, how did you get started? I didn't actually do improv in college. I think that I was way too shy to even consider such a thing. I did a a tiny bit of acting in college that I fell into because I was taking uh, GE classes in the performing arts. So I was an English major and I studied theater as literature. And it started out, honestly, this is shameful, it started out of laziness because English major at UCLA where I went is so intense and I knew that plays had a finite length and were going to be entertaining to read so I started signing up for all of the I also did it with poetry although poetry can backfire because that can be very long and dense but I studied theater because yeah because I knew the plays were going to be short I was bit parts helping out I was in an MFA play carrying around a really heavy six-foot dummy for this Polish experimental art piece. I wasn't in the play, the dummy was, and so I was having to haul this dummy around to follow this pretty lady. But it was just, it was almost as heavy as a person. It was just like a big person, (laughs) just like a big dead person that I was having to haul around the stage. And I was just in awe of the MFA actors. And uh, and then after that, I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. I auditioned after graduating from college on a whim, not thinking I would get in. I thought I, w- I would do this and try it and fail and then go to grad school and study business is what I thought. Well, that um, was certainly a departure from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I ended up getting in and then I did their two-year program and then I was accepted into their third-year theater company and I was in that for a year. When that was over, while I was in the company, my friend had been doing improv at UCB. He had been taking classes and he's very funny and he kept telling me I should also give it a shot. And after I graduated, I was like, you know what? Yeah, we didn't do enough comedy. We focused a lot on drama. We did study some comedy, but it was a lot of... I played a lot of very depressing, serious roles in the theater company and some comedic ones. But I I then went to UCB after. I think as an improviser, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's a real big honor to be on a house team, right? Mm -hmm. And you're on like, you've been on lots of house teams. I've been on a couple. Yeah, I uh, I was on Bush League. That was my first Herald team. And now I'm on Pockets. I was on Trucks, which became the Proletariat, very briefly before it disbanded. What night of the week did they perform, and who was the coach? Uh, they performed Monday with Emily Candini. At about the same time, another team, Dusty, formed out of a class I was in at the PAC, or at Miles Stroth Workshop at the time. And we ended up taking Truck's spot. And then I was on that team. That team had a bunch of, over the years, people leave and people get added. And with the turnover, we ended up changing our name to Fussy because it was a new team by then. And I was on that team for about three years. I feel like I took Emily Candini's class five times. 
And I've been coached by her on at least three teams. She's one of my best friends. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Maybe you can introduce me to her sometime. Oh, I'm, she would love you. Well, so, I mean, she sounds super cool. I mean, and if you took her class five times, and now you're like an award-winning improviser, uh, there's probably a connection, you know? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe you can send her a link to this podcast so she gets to hear that. I think that's a real nice thing. I will send that. Let's see here. So I'm trying to look at my notes. It's so hard to read my handwriting. I feel like I have a doctor's handwriting without the med school or college. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. I don't want to forget to ask this one. So uh, inspiration, you know, we all need it. (laughs) Uh, Who would you say is your uh, biggest inspiration in life as a kid growing up through hard times, through easy times? Who is your your Shawshank Redemption, so to speak? (laughs) Just who's my inspiration in life? I would have to say my parents, probably. Uh, They are both incredible people. My whole family, actually. I am... It's sickening to some people how wonderful my family is. Everyone is just so great. I'm so lucky. I come from such wonderful people and uh they're all funny they're all funny as hell and smart and kind and uh generous they're just lovely so i'm very fortunate so i know where i want to be this thanksgiving yeah you actually i think you met my nieces yeah they they were there the the night of the show where i met you yeah after pockets performed right yeah they they loved your podcast i made them uh listen to it after they met you i was like listen if you liked if you liked her in person you should listen to her podcast so Oh, that's so cool. We came home. We came home and sat around eating Oreos listening to your podcast. Oh, that's so cool. So, you know, I'm looking at this little, like, this little notes uh, that I wrote down of things I wanted to be sure to bring up. Uh, Where were you born? I was was born in California. Oh. Uh, Is that it? I'm sorry. Do you need to know which hospital? (laughs) Well, you know that, you know, the more detailed, the better. you say that you're you're from a small village in England uh I was not born there I moved to England when I was three years old my dad got transferred at work uh to the middle of nowhere in England and we moved to a tiny village called Herringworth that uh, my British friends claim I made up because they've never heard of it um but yeah it's just tiny like 100 people surrounded by sheep Wow. Yeah. Where in England is that located? It's in Rutland. It's in the middle. Oh, like ish. Two hours north of London. Where exactly? Do you know how far it would be from the West Midlands? Around that. (laughs) The West Midlands. That's so specific. I have no idea. I have a friend from Wolverhampton. So you know what I'm talking about. I do. Maybe maybe Herringworth. Maybe I'll shoot her a text message and see if that was uh, the city over. Okay, Herringworth is probably too specific. You should ask her about Rutland, the county. There's more of a chance. That she'll know about Rutland? Yeah. I mean, we're close to Nottingham, you know, Robin Hood and all of that. I think a lot of people will know that. Yeah. So yeah, and I lived there till I was 12, and then we, my dad got transferred again, and then I went to high school in Virginia. Was that difficult growing up? Was it difficult moving from England to America? Yeah. Was that a hard transition for a 12-year-old kid to make? Um, it was a hard transition for a 12-year-old nerd to make. Uh, I, uh, I should paint it. I was greasy-haired, bowl-cut, with 
cargo pants and Vans shoes and braces and giant, giant glasses <laughs> and just looked like the nerdiest little greasy British man you've ever seen in your life. If you can picture that with the weird buck teeth. I just, I was a, if you picture kid from a British village <laughs> and like made it as stereotypical as you could, I think I was that kid. And then I skipped grades. Uh, so I was younger than everyone. And I had people saying that it's the worst face, fake British accent I've ever heard. And I didn't know what to do about it. So I was like, it's not fake. And, <laughs> and then I had people calling me Mrs. Peabody and other people just continuously whenever I entered a room telling me I was in the wrong place, which seems innocent enough as far as bullying goes. But I just got so confused and ended up being late to my classes because I took them at their word that I was in the wrong place. <laughs> And so then I would leave and like wander the halls and try to figure out the little map I had of the school and then end up coming back to the same place and being late and being like, no, I think this is where I'm meant to be. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so people were a little mean. And there was one other student uh, who in the eighth grade came from England, but she was so cool and like played lacrosse and was friends with everyone and was super outgoing and everyone was super into it. So she didn't get any of the, I think it's less that I was British and more that I was a twerp, probably. You, you know, kids are so mean, you know what I mean? And I bet if these kids saw you now, being the award-winning uh, improviser that you are, you've won award. I mean, who thought that you could win awards for being an improviser? Uh, but but you can. You know, I didn't know that. You know, I didn't... Uh, uh, actually, why don't we talk about that? Uh, what awards have you won uh, for your improv work, for your comedic work? Uh, any awards I want to hear about? Any honors? Any any special shows designed? Uh, okay, well, you broaden that as you went. I've only won one award uh, for improv. Uh, I won the Del Close Award for Student of the Year a couple of years ago for Mayo West, uh, which was lovely. I, I actually, it was a tie. Uh, my friend who's on Pockets with me, Chell, also won that year. Uh, wow. So we were the co-winners that year of Student of the Year. Uh, yeah, that's funny, because I bumped into a friend of yours, you know, at the grocery store. I think one of your team members, I, don't, I think it uh, was Kyle. Oh. Yeah, is that his name? Kyle? I, yeah. I do have a friend named Kyle. Kyle. I can't confirm that that's who you bumped uh, into. Well, he said, he said, uh, he said, did you, did you go to Debbie's show? I'm like, oh, which one? The Pocket Show? He's like, no, the whole show that was, that was dedicated to her. So apparently you had some show that people created <laughs> that honored you. So I don't know if, if that's not an award, then it's, uh, tell us about that night. <laughs> well, uh, there's, a, there's a series at IO called IO Salutes, and they pick a different person to salute every month in the community. And they did, uh, they did one for me. I wish I had a day like that. <laughs> Deb Jones Day. <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. You I don't think anyone's know. gonna salute me. You know, script supervisor, you know, 
often seen as one of the most boring positions, you know, on set, you know. Like, you know, I was doing some Googling on you. I saw that you were in a short film. The one that you found was probably Cora at Home. I, I did see a clip of it. Did you know that? Did I know that you saw a clip of it? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, that was some pretty damn good acting. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. I thought you did a really good job. Thank you. Yeah. Tell us about that film. How did you get it? It's funny. When I got it, I learned after the fact that there were some people in the room that were so sold on me and one or two that weren't. <laughs> and so I had to go back in and uh, a couple them. a couple times and sell them. But I, I got the part and I was very happy about that. And I'm very good friends with all of them still. They are some of my best friends. Yeah, well, well the clip I saw, you know, I was, I was mesmerized, you know, to tell you the truth. is. Really damn good acting. You know, there's not a lot of it around. So I don't know if I can get a DVD copy. I don't know if you still if you have one of those. But something that I can show Jody so I can try to get you on set. You know, I think I think he'd be perfect. We're actually casting someone right now. So if you'd be willing, I'd love to take a DVD or you know anything that you feel represents your work. Yeah, I am definitely willing to be in Jody Foster's next film. Uh, I don't have a DVD, but I can definitely send you a. A password to the Vimeo. But that that works for me. You know, I understand confidentiality, you know. Definitely will not leave uh, either of our hands. I'll have to get it cleared with the people who made it, but I'm sure it would be fine. Be fine. I'm sure they'd be happy for Jodie Foster and her people to watch our short film. <laughs> I, mean, I would, you yeah. know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, did you guys, you guys did the festival circuit. Uh, how was that? What was that like? It was a lot of fun. I did have... Uh, I have a hard time with Q&As because sure. a lot of time passes from filming to having it screened and in a Q&A. And my memory is terrible. And also questions like, why did you choose this role? I I mean, because I was cast in it. <laughs> because I auditioned and they wanted me and I said, hooray, a project. It's a great film, but I'm also not picky. Um, there was this one guy that took me aside after a Q&A and really commended me and the filmmakers for casting someone who doesn't look Hollywood worthy in the lead role in their film. I know it was meant to be a compliment because I'm not your typical ingenue, I'm not your typical lead character, but it really, and he just kept digging in at how <laughs> unacceptable I was uh, visually f to be the lead in anything and how what a brave, bold move it was and how he loved it that they would put a frumpo like me as the lead character, I guess. Um, but <laughs> I, I have to say, you know, our audience can't see who I'm talking to, uh, but that guy's a fucking moron, okay? Yeah, they can't yeah. see. Uh, also, but to be fair, at the moment, they can't see that I'm in PJ pants and an improv festival t-shirt with wet hair having come out of the shower. So, I mean, he's, <laughs> I, I, he's spot on at the moment. Uh, actually, you know, I would disagree. You know, I, I think you look great. You know, you do. And, like, what is he talking about? Like, on, like you look good, right? If you're hot, you're hot, you know. Yeah. But what a jerk. I mean, he meant it as a compliment, and so I kind of nodded and was like, yeah, I'm super glad they did that as well, and then excused myself. I hate people like that, you know, especially because he's wrong. You know, it's because of people like him, he, he creates, uh, you know, complexes for people. Right. Well, I mean, he's right in that I'm not what the CW is looking for, you know, but <laughs> I feel like more and more uh, I hear the they, as you call them, look for more normal-looking 
people. Different yeah. looking people, you know? There's there's not just one way to be attractive. There's lots of ways. True, I've got that winning personality. Uh, and and you are physically attractive. <laughs> okay, so it's Deb, both. stop. It's not, you don't, I, Deb, hey, stop. You, know, you have I'm a partner. In a okay, you're in a relationship. I'm, I am... Uh, oops. <laughs> As you can probably tell, uh, this is, uh, that's where we accidentally knocked over the microphone setup. Uh, my bad. <laughs> uh, but please stay tuned, because we were pleasantly, uh, well, I was pleasantly surprised. Some of Debbie's friends uh, from her improv team, Burley, showed up, uh, and they joined us in the, in the podcast. Did my first improv scene ever with them. It was such a joy, <laughs> uh, such a pleasure to have them on. I uh, said, so without further ado. Okay, so I'm sorry, Deb, the... Uh, Debbie, <laughs> Debbie, <laughs> is that weird for you to say? Cause it, is, it is, yeah. it is. It's strange. It's awkward. Uh, just getting ready to say goodbye, wrap things up. But I had so much fun, you know, talking with you. I do have some more of some shotgun questions I wanted to ask. Sure. Um, oh, it looks. But like, you know what? It looks like a couple of my friends just actually showed up. I'm so sorry. I scheduled a like a ladies' wine night. Oh my um, god! And it looks like they just showed up. Hey, oh, they hi guys. Hey. How's it going? Oh my god! Sorry, we just walked in. Oh no. no. No worries. Um, I had no idea that you guys were coming. Yeah. It's so nice to meet you. What's your name? Uh, I'm Mandy. Mandy. Great to meet you. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm having to, for those of you that can't see, which is everyone, <laughs> I'm, I'm moving the microphone back and forth. How, how do you guys know each other? What do, what do you guys do? Uh, we're all, we're on an indie team together called Burley. No way. Yeah. You guys improvise. Yeah. 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 We, Im- we improv. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, that's so cool. You know, I was telling Debbie, uh, you know, I saw one of her shows uh, at iOS. Yeah, before. Pockets. Perform with pockets, and then it's inspired me to just to possibly sign up in a level one class. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- that's the direction I'm going. Would you mind if I turn the AC on in this room? It's a uh, sauna in here. Oh yeah, please. Will it, uh, you will know, it affect your noise. You no, know, I think that a little bit of white noise never killed anyone. Are you guys okay with that? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. please. Yeah. Always a fan of air conditioning. If, if our sound has to suffer, so be it. You know, <laughs> take my podcast show away from me. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? Since you guys are improvisers, why don't we do a bit of improv? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, when you guys hear this sound, I want you guys to start a scene. Let this inform your scene. All right, hold on. I'm trying. Catch this, up to him. Uh, this is supposed to be a family vacation. This is a family vacation. Where? Are you, wait, Georgia. Where are you going? Don't follow me, Dad. Don't follow me. Er, er, don't the seal get away from me? Get away! <laughs> get away from me, seal! Oh, uh, uh, can I try? Do you guys want to try? Absolutely. Okay. Oh. Hey, I'm the lifeguard. <laughs> you guys better get off this beach. This ain't for this ain't for people. Get back here, Georgia. This beach isn't for people. Okay, this is you. Seal Beach. <laughs> yeah, I'm a lifeguard. If any of the seals start to drown, I rescue them. Because <laughs> I think that animals are just as valuable as people, if not more. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> How do you catch them? <laughs> How do I catch them? Oh, I use a net. <laughs> uh, does anyone want to maybe do some yoga on the beach? No. <laughs> no. 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 Get away. I am not. Get away. Do yoga? You, Georgia, don't be woke. Dad, 
Not on this beach you won't do yoga. I'm the lifeguard. Oh, and I rescue seals. And scene. Is that what you guys say at the end of your sets? No. Always. Uh, always, every time. We get feedback from the audience. Yeah. Feedback from the extensive audience. Extensive notes. Yeah. So our set, like, usually we got, like, 40 minutes, but we only perform for 10. And the rest is just feedback. So if you're an improviser, you have to have pretty thick skin. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Huh, who knows? I don't know if I'm cut out for improv. <laughs> I'm a baby, you know. I bet you if I get, you know, any feedback, I'll cry myself to sleep. <laughs> I know I look tough on the outside, but inside, you know, I'm a baby. The truth is you just, you cry at home alone. Well, I guess I already do that, so I'm in good company. I'm not much of a crier. Well, I'm not much of a crier either. I was just, I was just messing with you. I knew that you weren't. Took one look at her, actually, it was one of the first things I thought when she stepped on stage at Iowa West. I'm like, uh, yeah, she, she does not cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how you can just identify those things, especially when they are true for you. Right? It, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, wow, this has been so much fun. Uh, before we go, I'd like to say one last thing. Hopefully, by the time this uh, podcast airs, we'll be playing the, the commercial for Debbie's uh, improv team at I.O. All right, All right, I'll do that. Okay. Hey there. Hi. Pockets, Pockets. Let me tell you about a team called Pockets. Pockets, Pockets. Tuesday nights at I.O. West. Ooh. Pockets is a fun little team. It's a Herald team, to be specific. Nice. Which means we do improv comedy. Tuesday nights at I.O. West. Skirt. We're not always at the same time. That'd be Pockets. way too easy. But follow us on Instagram at Pockets.io or Facebook. Pockets. Yeah. Show details no longer valid. I.O. West no longer valid. Instagram username at Pockets.io no longer valid. Please follow at Pockets Improv for details about upcoming shows.